0: This is the K-pop cast, and in this episode, we'll talk about Sugar's enlistment, why you should apologize to Lisa, Baekhyun's new company, and the controversy going along with it. We also talked quite a bit about why K-pop is obsessed with luxury brands, or rather the other way around, why luxury brands are obsessed with K-pop idols. Um, and the question I know that was keeping you all up at night, did boys planet, or did the planet of the boys finally find the Blitz? <laughs> <laughs> Blitz being the, the name of the group.
1: I hate it every time you say it. <laughs> oh, I, I love
0: it. I love it.
1: It just makes me cringe. It makes me laugh so hard. It's
0: so their happy place. The
2: yeah. I, I want more Instagram lives from and where he's not apologizing.
0: Ugh, oh, I, I, I kind of like it where you know, like you have your aisle just kind of going on a casual Instagram live and then they just like mention one thing at passing and they're like, you know, stock prices like are, <laughs> are disrupted. <laughs> like, like you know, the balance of power between like K-pop agencies and labels changes and it becomes its own, like, news cycle. I I don't know. I think that's kind of fun. It keeps everyone yeah, on Yeah, but toes. you
2: sprinkle that in alongside the Instagram lives where, you know, you're doing yoga in the morning. Okay. But before
1: we get yeah. into all of those topics, guys, don't forget to join the K-pop cast listener fam on Slack. Link to the space in the episode description. And now, on for our history plays.
2: everyone, it's Teresa. I'm the co-host of It's a K-pop Thing, the podcast where we talk about all the things that make K-pop distinctly K-pop. Welcome,
3: Teresa. And I'm Virginia, also known as the Mandarin Mama. I'm the entertainment editor for Mochi Magazine, which is the longest running Asian American women's magazine online.
0: Wait, wait, wait. I had to interrupt. How many years now, Virginia? I don't fucking know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, I'm DJ Peter Love. And I'm your PD
1: name, Michaela. And hit replays are what we call K-pop songs you should totally check out. So, Teresa, you're kicking us off. What is your hit replay for this week?
2: Yes. uh, My hit replay for this week comes from the indie Korean rock band The Rose. Their single, Back to Me, is from their second full mini album, Duel, um, I really, really like this song just because I feel like it's a return to the original The Rose sound. I feel like post-pandemic, they kind of, you know, we're kind of in their feels a lot like we all were. But I feel like this song really comes back with a lot of energy and is just like feel good. And uh, I'm here for it. I
4: can make a world-
2: So if you don't know who the Rose are, um, I highly, highly suggest that you check them out. It's a four-member band featuring um, Usong, aka Sammy for fans, um, at, on vocals. It has Jo Joon on the keyboard, um, Jae Hyung on the bass, and Hajun on drums. They debuted in 2017 with this single, Sorry, that just really catapulted them into the indie rock sort of scene. Um, And I know that they're not K-pop and they themselves have said that they're not K-pop. You know, you're not going to see them dancing, um, doing any sort of crazy choreo. But if we're, you know, using Hallyu as a sort of umbrella term for Korean entertainment and music, they fall under that. And I really, really love the Rose just because they have a sort of, um, I don't want to say grittiness, but they're very emotive with um all of their music. Like Usong is a great, great vocalist. Um I really love his solo stuff. He won me over when he first came out with Face a few years ago. And ever since then he's you know continued just delivering really, really solid tracks. Um and uh I'm I'm really excited to see that they're they've been touring, they've been building up their fan base and uh Back to Me to me is and back to me is a great, great track to rediscover them or discover them for the first time if you haven't checked them out yet.
0: Really, not K-pop? I, I, I would have. I don't know. May, maybe a, uh,
2: they're more maybe. like K-rock, though. Yeah,
0: well, I would Korean say that indie, they're more right? K-rock. Yeah, yeah like
2: had that indie K-rock. K-rock. They're very yeah. much like the indie. I think that's part of the reason why I like them because I, I like. For context, like a few weeks ago, I think I went down a playlist like rabbit hole where it was it started with like the strokes and then you know i was like listening to jet (laughs) and it's like just transported me back in time uh to that era where we had all of those garage um rock bands that were really really prominent here in the us and i feel like the rose kind of harks back to that sort of music where it's like okay you have a band you have guys who can sing play instruments and they have just a lot of fun you know um and uh so because of that i feel like they're not really i don't consider that i don't i don't put them under the k pop scene even though they have they have collaborated with shuga from bts so Usang song mm-hmm. was on uh Suga's uh latest album and that was a great great um collab also which I highly recommend
0: yeah because I was gonna say at least k-pop fans here in the San Francisco Bay Area I see all the people in the k-pop Bay Area Facebook group I manage and like um you know k-pop uh circles talking about the rose mm. <laughs> so I was like hmm in terms of audience it seems to overlap uh, like I see a lot of armies talking about the Rose, uh, mm. and mm-hmm. like if, if the Rose isn't K-pop, then does that mean Rolling Quartz isn't K-pop? Like FT Island isn't K-pop? Uh, y- day Six, like where do we? <laughs> I guess it's how they identify, right? <laughs> uh, okay, mm-hmm. and they they choose to identify themselves as like Korean indie, I guess, right?
2: I don't I don't know actually if I've heard them say that they're like an indie band. I think in my mind, like indie, as much as, as it is like a genre in my head, like I would put mm-hmm. them under that. Um, I think they just consider themselves like a rock band, but I think they distance themselves from K-pop because they know that they're they're not gonna be doing um, a complicated dance number on music bank anytime soon.
3: <laughs> nope. And plus K-pop is like a whole thing, right? It's yeah, like, it's not that the Rose doesn't have visuals, because hajun is a snack yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like like k-pop is like a combination of like the image the idol makeup um the dancing the like concepts the like there's usually rap and then like this like the smashing of all these genres together right like so i feel like k-pop has a very specific manufactured
0: production mhm Huh.
2: <laughs> peter trying to Stir some stuff up with that. right? Well, I, I'm wondering. Like, well,
0: but but with these rock bands, are 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 they not also you know manufacturing their their own like you know brand and image?
2: I mean, every group has A R. You know. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: So and to that is, extent, it- yes.
2: But I I think that you know there was an interview recently where Usang, um, the lead vocalist for the Rose. Basically talked about how they have t- they as a group have thought about like disbanding in the past and how he thinks that like if it wasn't for the fact that they f- they are releasing music that they all feel very very passionate about they probably would have disbanded a while back because you know? they have
0: more control creative control exactly the, so they're I
2: very see. much in that indie scene where it's like they're doing everything and I, I see it because like they're touring all the time. Really trying to build up their fan base, and I'm excited because now they have another tour um, coming up, and uh, they're going to be here at the Forum in LA later this year. And I know that that's that's a huge step up um, from where they started. I think the the Forum holds about 15 to 17,000. So if they can sell that out, that's a huge um, uptick in terms of ticket sales. From you know, I saw them in 2019 at. I think, like the Fonda Theater, which is, mm-hmm. you know, just a, f- a few thousand, if that.
0: They're at the
3: uh, Bill Graham Civic. Yeah, Alt- I was about to Alt- bring Alt-Table that
0: up. Yeah. Which is also a big venue. Mm-hmm. I was just trying to Google the the. It's, it's about 700? 7,000. 7,000. I was like, oh, yeah, I was going to say more. Yeah. Also, That's what I will crazy. say that
2: I didn't mention about Back to Me as my, my hit replay is that it's all in English.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say that because so it was so interesting hearing a, a Rose song in English. I don't know if they they actually have many songs that are all in English.
2: I no, they don't. I think I, I am not a hundred percent certain if this is their first all English track, but it is the first that comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Um Usong definitely has released songs in English before because he's Korean American. Um, but to hear um uh, Dojoon singing in English was a really really big fun surprise for me on this
0: okay yeah
3: all right up next virginia all right so i'm a little bit late um but to be fair i have a baby so (laughs) (laughs) i don't always listen to music when it comes out but my hit song hit replay song is um insomnia by shiny um So it's the ninth track on Shiny's latest album, Hard, which is also a fantastic song. It's a great album. It's a smooth R&B track with guitar and piano riffs, and it's discussing the insomnia brought on by loneliness and missing an ex after breaking up. a little bit about shiny they've been dubbed the princes of k-pop Shinee shiny is a south korean boy band started by sm entertainment in 2008 and they're considered second generation and they're famous for hits like replay ring ding dong and lucifer and now that i've said that i have ring ding dong stuck in my head <laughs> um the reason why i chose insomnia is it's i mean first of all it's just it's just so smooth until and, and i feel like that's the way r&b is supposed to sound um mm-hmm. and uh, honestly, I just like the vibe, and that's my uh, that's my reasoning.
1: <laughs> I love it. Need no excuse to bring a shiny song onto this show. I love it. <laughs> I I specifically go back to the one minute thirty second mark just to hear Minnow's falsetto oh. when he's singing "Midnight Feelings" because one, it's it's a range we've never really heard from him before, and it just sounds so like I just wa- I just want to fall I just want to fall into his arms because his voice is just so so comforting and beautiful. I love it
3: also because his arms are really strong
1: that's a-
0: <laughs> I like that there's like a little bit of like I, I mean I'm sure it's like written out and scripted but it, it feels like some of the instrumentals are um, improvised yeah. you know it, it's not you know for for you know pop you know music production it, it's, it's a bit more freeform and open
3: it's like lounge music but not in a bad way
0: yeah <laughs> hey, don't, don't knock on lounge music. No, I love lounge music. I was about music. to say,
3: what's the bad way? Because <laughs> there's like lounge music where you're just like, all right, clearly these people are... Like phoning it in, their husbands, their oh, career, their best it. days have, been, like you know, like an airport lounge or like, or like, you know what I mean? But then there's like lounge music where people go and you're like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is where the cool people are. Got and People say things like, "cool cat," and you're like, okay. Oh, okay, yeah, where where
0: where people would say cats, like you know, referring to distinguished individuals. Got yes. it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I see it. Okay, I'll go next on my hit replay Yeah,
1: Peter, what song you hit replay on this week?
0: I I chose to go with uh, Hoppa, Barbie, Gaijin, Queen Princess, uh, (laughs) Jen (laughs) Sumi, And her song, Fast Forward Y'all, Somi is like career in history is like worth noting. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I feel like most people forget like uh, she, w- well I, I'm also kind of weirded out that she was only born in 2001. But, <laughs> what? Uh, yeah. yeah. Wait, is that <laughs> what? 01. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's a young kiddo, but we're all getting older and they're only getting younger. She's, she's an adult
1: now though, guys. Come yeah, on.
0: no, she's an adult now. But um,
3: she has the same birthday as Sugar.
0: Oh, March Sorry. 9th? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so she's appeared in like a number of like different miscellaneous TV appearances, like beginning in like fourth grade or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But where I first got to know her was on the JYP reality show, sixteen. That. Uh, what Jensomi was winning in that in that uh, reality show competition you know she was making it to the final rounds and then she was eliminated and JYP went on to form this group called Twice Mm
4: -hmm. um, from
0: all the members even though Jensomi was like you know basically winning and they brought Momo back even though Momo was eliminated whatever (laughs) okay (laughs) okay I'm not. I mean, not. No hate on Momo. Not I'm over it yet, Momo. Peter. But I, I'm just <laughs> saying, soon, like, Jen Somi was was robbed of 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 her position. But anyway, she made it up because she moved on to I O I in the first season of I O I, and she won. Mm-hmm. She was crowned queen of I O I on that. Um, with other, um, I, I, like, you can track the career of like that first season of all the the mm-hmm. uh, female idols of that season, including Chungha Sejong,
3: yeah, and, and many and others.
0: Yep, many others. Um. Anyway, so she was with YG for a number of years, and then she left. Well, after I.O.I, like basically, she was kept in a dungeon, and then she did like one-off like collaborations with people like Eric Nam, um, and others. Uh, and then she signed with a black label, and then black label was uh, she was like the first, one of the first artists, um, if not the first to sign with that that new group from YG. And um she debuted with with birthday, which was a really good bop and hit. And um and now she's she's still there and I think she she's actually doing pretty well. So that that's just so me.
1: Living her life as a natural blonde.
0: A natural blonde? What? <laughs> just she's been she's been blonde for so long. Uh, yeah. I actually yeah. Can we can we just talk about that really fast? Like her hair? Well, yeah, her hair, but how can they say this in a polite way, like hmm, uh she is so high maintenance and dolled up, but i I kinda i really appreciate it, like you know, I look at her looks and it's it seems pretty high maintenance, but at the same time, like she she always kills her looks.
2: She embraces um, her inner Barbie
0: exactly. And so that was fun. I, I don't know if those of you who might have already seen or don't know, she she interviewed uh Margot um what what is Robin? the actor? yeah, yeah, Margot Robbie for uh the the Barbie movie and she mm. on that interview, she took out her Barbie collection <laughs> to show on camera. I mean, that's the type of girl she is, I guess. Yeah. But
4: like I, mean- I I'm
0: not knocking it. Like I I I I'm just saying she does, like, the high fashion, high production look really well. Like, she's, I, just every look she, she she does, she really pulls off. She makes the dresses look good. <laughs> Sorry, Teresa, were you, were you saying something?
2: No, I was just going to say, I, I saw that clip of, um I think it was, like, a TikTok or something, where I guess somebody in Korea was, like, driving and then saw her in, like, her Hummer or something like I don't know it was like a very flashy
0: car and she was just like
2: vibing did anybody else see that clip
0: no but now you want to make me go look it up and Mm -hmm.
2: in my mind it's like a pink car but I don't think that it was maybe I'm just imagining it I don't know it's maybe it's it's the Mandela effect like it's I think it exists it's the so effect (laughs)
1: like even even in this right Peter it's like it's kind of cyberpunk vibes but it's like the pretty pink version right is what you said
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So moving on to the song. Yeah, what what are we talking about again? We're talking about her song Fast Forward. Um I I think it's worth noting, like if you look at all of her music videos under the black label, like they they really pulled out all the stops. They really spent all the money and I, I can see why. Um oh my god, why am I forgetting her name? Um R and B Soul Slinger from the black label YG Who Left. Anyway, uh, Like, uh, they weren't getting the attention, but Jensomi is getting all the money, I think, at YG right now in terms of, like, production value. I don't know if it's commercially viable. Anyway, uh, they... Lehigh?
1: This,
0: we you like... about Lehigh? Oh, yeah, Lehigh. That, that's you who go. I was thinking of. Yeah, Lehigh. Um, with this music video, like, you could tell they were trying to go for a bit of, a, like, a cyberpunk vibe, even though it was, like, pretty clean. But, like, you know, high-tech, low-life. Um, And they've got, like, you know, anti-establishment, rebellion... Banners and signs in the background to, I think, try to convey that. Um, but it's all pink, you know? It's like black, pink, pink uh, version of cyberpunk.
3: I mean, the revolution comes in all shapes and sizes.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the, the song is a hit replay because, um, like, uh, I think I if it hasn't come out already, I'm, I'm kind of biased toward uh, Jensomi. Um, and she hits a particular type of bias i've got in terms of um this is a little weird to say as like a straight man but like (laughs) she she hits this like uh this niche of like female idols whose fan base is like largely gay men
1: oh yeah a hundred percent
0: like like yeah that sound and style, I just love. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Like even shout out to, to Joe, and I was like, he, he noted that the her backup dancers in the music video are actually dancers that are really big in like the ballroom scene.
4: Uh-huh. And oh, I specific
1: what? Yeah, and I specifically recognize three members of this dance group called OTE. You guys might have seen them from uh, Street Man Fighter One. They're they're notoriously this this group that is is again very much. Bringing the the queer femme vibe to all of the choreography they're involved with—that's awesome.
0: Oh, now I really have to look up the backup dancers. I was going to bring up the backup dancers just as a point of, like, look who who the audience is, right? Mm-hmm. It's like all these like uh, presumably get like gay Asian men, <laughs> like the, that are the, that are just target audience for for this, and they're kind of reflected in the backup dancers. So, yeah. Um, you know, I my, my K pop journey started with Boa in 2008. Um, Jung hwa Tiffany, Sunmi, chang Ha, and uh, today, we're yeah, so a there's a pattern, there's yeah. a pattern
1: there, <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Oh, there's tectonic dancing in this. Do you guys know what tectonic
1: or tectonic?
0: No. What is it? No, what is that? It, it's like this, like, um, in 2007, 2008, thereabouts, there was this, um subgenre genre of electro dancing that was like really popular in like the suburbs of Paris, um, where like you're kind of on your heels, uh, like the heels of your feet, and you're you're like raising the the balls of your feet up, and then uh, you're pulsing your arms and your knees out, um, and doing these sort of like vogue like movements with your arms uh, to uh, electro music. Um, so it, it's gone in and out. Um, I even remember around that time in 2007, 2008, there were a few other K-pop idols who were also into Tectonic, uh, but they were, you know, not the main idols that you'd probably hear about. Um, so it comes back, it makes a, a reappearance in, in this music video. It's a big part of the choreography here. And it goes with, with this genre of, of electro, uh, electro house music.
1: Cool, I can't wait to go check that out when I rewatch and rewatch the music video. Because oh yeah, <laughs>
0: what, what is also rewatching is her six pack. Oh fame. Is, like defined abs. <laughs> like she, she, I'm, I'm telling you guys, like she is, she, she's really good looking if I can say so myself. Like she just pulls off every look. It's
3: lesson. like she should be famous. <laughs>
0: yeah, right. I, as if. <laughs> yeah. So I, I can tell you what the song is actually about, but it's a good, it's a good song and, and uh, that's my vibe. Nice. So that's my hit replay.
1: Nice. Yeah, no, the only, the last thing I'll note about so before we move on to my hit replay, which is, you know, the best hit replay of the week, obviously, uh, is (laughs) is that uh, there was recently reports that they got into a bit of controversy. The black label had to apologize because there is this uh, animated character that appears in the music video uh, that has a very similar resemblance to a very iconic
0: character. Manga. it's not similar it's 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 like traced it's like copied <laughs> it, 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 let, let's not be around the bush it is like pixel for pixel like an a, an identical copy
1: yeah but so Ru- rumiko takahashi's what is it uruse yatsura that that character specifically is is being noted that it's like they basically just again like you said, traced over made it more like but
0: well, they they, I don't they traced know, it and then the what did they do they they did the um Horizontal flip. So instead of like looking to the right, she was looking to the left. Yeah, sort of thing. Yeah,
1: yeah. So the the black label apologized, and they said that they're going to to make efforts to to remove that section of the music video and replace it. So maybe by the time you hear this, it might not even be there. So who knows? Because you know, back backroom deals with with YouTube to to keep all of the views on the, the video.
0: <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't be the first time that YG has had to remove offensive mm-hmm. content and are yep. videos. Blackpink,
3: we're looking at you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you want to edit this so you don't get in trouble. <laughs> no, no, no. It's no,
0: good it's to it's okay. Learn. Yeah, we're already in trouble with all the fandoms. We're good. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, PDM, yeah. Yeah, wrapping up
1: before we get into any more hot water, uh, <laughs> my hit replay this week is Infinite's OT6 comeback after five years, guys. Well, almost five years, like 4.5. Anyway, it felt like a decade. They're back with their new song, New Emotions. Me. Lose my mind.
4: Lose my mind. Can't get up. New emotions. me.
1: Yeah, so infinite uh, if you guys don't know, especially you new fans, uh, <laughs> they debuted back in 2010 under Wulam Entertainment. The group is composed currently of six members, Sungkyun, Do-woon, Dongwoon, Woohyun, Yul L, and Sangjong. Uh, they were originally seven members when they debuted back in 2010. Uh, the member Hoya, who was, you know, my bias, which is really sad times, and he, he left the group in 2017, uh and they actually all left Wulum recently and are now under Infinite Company their own label so they they pulled a, uh, a got 7 and luckily were able to you know keep their their name identity and are now coming back in this new era of infinite notably like they they were definitely one of those groups that built Wulum back in the day like the only mm. uh, groups that they really had were like indie bands like Nell and Epic High Mm -hmm. and so when Epic High left back in 2008 to kind of like form their own sub label under Woolum, it was notably that like this was the the group that was gonna you know make or break the 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 company and they were very successful they are mostly known for like their which is like their knife dancing. Have you guys ever heard of that before? Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's basically like, again, back in like the early uh, tens of, of K-pop, like the second gen K-pop, they were, you know, the first few groups where there was like more than five people in a group. So it was the first time you were really seeing like these large groups of people doing these really synchronized choreography and it looked really cool. And they kind of, you know, Came up being like this small group from this small label that were so in sync and so precise with their movements that they they looked like they were like, you know, cutting the air and like were had with with their hands specifically like they have a lot of those those like open palm like, I don't know, jabs like you see that a lot specifically in like the be mine and the chaser choreographies, which are like their two like hit songs.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: But this song uh, New Emotions is the title track of their fifth, oh, sorry. This song is the title track of their seventh mini album, Begin. It's actually stylized as 1-3-E-G-I-N. So, because it's, you know, 13 years of infinite. Mm. Yeah. And it's, like I said, their first project after leaving Woolum and creating their own company. And so it's this really exciting time of getting to hear what their sound is on their own. Which this song specifically being the title track is a very big step away from the sound that we're usually used to hearing from Infinite. Like they, I I like the way, um, who was it, Nick from The Bias List put it, they had like this second gen maximalist style, like every voice in the chorus layered perfectly harmonies, like there's just a lot in each song. Whereas this, again, is that more smooth R&B, very minimalist. You're, like, you're hearing each voice in the section, and it's just this really cool, like, I love the bass line. It's, like, super funky, and I just can't get it out of my head. It's so catchy.
0: Yeah, you forgot to mention, it's also, um, what is it? How many years? Eleven, eleven 11 years of The Chaser. The Oh, AKA, yeah.
1: How could I forget uh, The Chaser? The
0: best K-pop song of all time. Undisputed.
3: Undisputed. Of course. Was it on that 100 best K pop songs of all time? Actually, I was going
0: to give Tamar a real hard time about it. I thought it was only on, (laughs) like, I want to say, like, it was somewhere in the 50s on that list. And Tamar contributed to that Rolling Stone article. And I was going to be like, Tamar, what the hell? Girls' Generation G? (laughs) Who knows that song? Like,. (laughs) Girls' Generation, who are they? No. The Chaser should have been uh, number one
3: mm-hmm. on that list. Well, you set them straight.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll be sure to tell Rolling Stone. I'm, I'm sure they'll be very receptive to me out of all the other many K-pop fans who responded to that article complaining about why their song and wasn't number one on the list.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole point of a list like that, right? Mm-hmm. To get controversy
0: yeah well I I, to like take myself out of like character for a moment I actually thought Rolling Stone that list was actually quite good like I Mm -hmm. I I think I think they like if I had to rank it it would probably be pretty close to how they did it Um, I I think they nailed it
3: sorry well
1: no, <laughs> it's okay. Well, anyway, well, that's not
3: fun. Peter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go check How out you series. agree with it uh, with uh,
2: journalists?
0: Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, as a K-pop fan, you're not allowed to agree with like objective earned media journalism. Yeah, traditional
1: yeah. press. What is that?
0: <laughs> yeah, right.
1: But I think we can all agree that this is the best hit replay of the week, right? Yeah. No, it's really good.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll give it to you, PBM. I think you picked the winner.
1: Thank you, guys. Go go support my hag idols. They're they're struggling. Yeah, I know. Hag idols.
0: <laughs> what are you talking about? They're still babies. That's, Whatever.
1: Children. I mean, it's again. They thirteen years in the industry. It's it's so fun seeing them come back after not promoting together for so long and like learning all the the new fourth gen fifth gen K-pop things. Like, mm-hmm. I loved it because uh, was it. Sung Jung went on to to Jung's, like Jeju Jung a Friend Show or whatever it's called. And he was like, so before we used to like exchange albums whenever we would greet each other. But that is kind of like taking a step back. And it's more like the dance challenge is now that thing of like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to go insa or I'm going to go greet this idol. And then instead of just like giving them an album, we're going to do a dance challenge together.
0: Because that's a critical mar- marketing you know, technique. It's it's not even just to give respect. It's like you have to do it to stay relevant. Yeah. And so that's why you see
1: when idols are promoting, like they basically do a tour of like companies and like, go to each, each company and like not beyond just going to the music show to, to do those challenges because it's like part of that new culture.
0: Yeah. I wonder like if those challenges are even more relevant than the shows that they're on, right? Like you know, they're all in the building for a show, but what actually gets talked about are the uh, the dance challenges done in the highway uh, hallways or the and the those infamous steps at um, <laughs> yeah,
3: the steps where they take pictures.
0: You think they would dress up those steps, right? Like they should really own it. Be like these are the the famous steps that everyone takes their photos
3: at. Or, but it's more fun, I think, if it's so. Like mundane <laughs> yeah they're
0: just they're just steps at the end of the day yeah. but, uh, okay so mm-hmm. moving on yeah we're we good okay all right so uh hot issue time so th- this is where we just kind of go around sharing what, what you know what's on our mind or something that we just need to gush about or share so uh virginia what, what's your hot issue what's piquing your interest in k-pop this week
3: all right well because I know my, this is what
1: you're really here to talk about. <laughs> this is what I'm really here to talk about.
3: My the love of my life, the bonus dad to all five of my children, um, <laughs> BTS's Minshuga. well, we were expecting it. I actually expected it earlier, but um, like I thought he was going to announce it at the end of his um, last concert in Seoul. But uh, he has announced that he is like what? What is it? Like officially removing the postponement to military enlistment so that he'll be enlisting soon. And uh we're all very sad.
1: And the world weeps another I mean I'm You'd pretty see a soldier goes but a lot of people are
3: <laughs> upset and sad about it. But my thing is the sooner he goes, the sooner he can come back because he has to go for twenty two months. So let's get going. Yeah. Twenty two months? Yeah, because he's doing civil service. Hmm. Gotcha. Because of his shoulder, yeah, and also yeah. I think he wanted to go on tour. <laughs> <laughs> so if he if he didn't go on tour, he would have gone already, right in March. But since he right. wanted go on tour, and he he, he can postpone until December. So got it.
0: I I think it's funny. Like even though like BTS as a group, you know, has members going in and I guess soon to come out of the military. Like we've still been like really busy like it's just just there's so much content so much like solo work there's just stuff coming out all the time so it's not like i don't know as a group they've ever disappeared but i guess i don't know virginia what for as like a sugar bias like i I, how does that hit you i I guess you're saying just i mean i
3: it's you know i don't i don't know uh i feel like personally it's not a big deal to me because obviously they have their own lives and they're not Mm -hmm. they i do not uh, contrary to popular opinion my world does not entirely revolve around (laughs) bts (laughs) it doesn't okay i know that's shocking (laughs) but you know bts are not here in the trenches with me changing dirty diapers right so like um so like in in that sense it's not it's really kind of removed from me right like they're he, I was never going to be Sugar's love of his life. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> you know, so in that sense, it doesn't really affect me at all, right? Like he's always lived his life separate from me because I was, he was like, he was born when I was like 15 or 16 years old <laughs> So, in a totally different country. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, so he's always been like, not in my life. Um, but i feel like they've done so much like pre-recording ahead of time right like there really is no lack of content and that 22 months i feel like a lot of younger fans might be really sad about it cuz they've probably never gone through um either other bands going through enlistment or just you Breaks. know people yeah living a life but i'm i'm turning 45 like two year 22 months is nothing right this gives yeah. me time to wean the baby and then <laughs> I could go be my best BTS groupie self when they all go get back together in 2025. So that's the goal.
2: <laughs> I have a question for you guys. Like, how do you think that um, Hybe and BTS's management of their, of just the scheduling of the military enlistment for every member, do you think that that's going to have bigger ramifications for how other K pop groups and labels manage? the military enlistment timeline for their members because i remember prior to the announcement for you know the first bts members that were gonna um serve in the military um i remember talking about this with like another journalist and um he was asking me he's like you know do you think like if i if i were their management i would just make them all go into the military at once Mm -hmm. Um, And then get it over with and they can come right back. And I remember saying at the time, this was a few years ago, I was like, well, you know, other K-pop groups, it's not unusual to for the groups to kind of rotate out and kind of draw it out a little bit longer. So you might have groups that release albums and they don't have all the members on that album. Um, Obviously, that's not going to be the case with BTS. So I'm just kind of curious, like if you guys think this will have. A, um, a ripple effect in the industry for other groups.
0: I know that BTS has paved the way in our highly competitive <laughs> Korean road paving industry, but mm-hmm. like they they can like write what the any rules that they want. Honestly, like they're 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 the group who can be the exception as well as like uh, set the norm. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, I think you have to get to a certain threshold of, like, critical mass to kind of pull off what they did here. Hmm. Um, yeah, it, it's really hard to compare their situation with
1: other groups just be- because of the, the, the scale. Like, we, 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 we all remember when they first announced just a, a basic hiatus, like not even military service. And the effects that that had on on the industry. Yeah, that was like
2: international news, in it's, and out of Korea. It's wild.
1: Yeah, it was. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think they've definitely. We have to to see. I think it's really hard to tell right now because we're still seeing the the you know the younger groups that are you know trying to or currently on the trajectory to get to that kind of level. So, I, I, it's really hard to tell exactly, but. Especially since, you know, they're, they're doing this one member at a time process.
2: I guess it's just like an overall shorter window. Right. Mm-hmm. So and I think I guess what I'm asking myself is like, is that as a fan, that's great because we don't have to wait as long in the mm-hmm. grand scheme of things, but also on like a humanistic level, I'm like, man, is that are they really going to take a break at all? You know, like to Peter's point earlier, like they've just been releasing so much stuff um, that it it seems to me like they're going to do their military service. And as soon as like they're out, it's like immediately back in the studio as a group and then start promotions again. And for me, I'm I'm like, man, I on some level, I'm like, I hope they really do get a chance to take a break.
3: I mean, Um, it's sort of like it's money, right? (laughs) <laughs> of course, corporate greed, <laughs> above all <I> mean, <laughs> other things, for sure. Right? So, like, I think, I I know, I'm sure I have the numbers wrong, but I think BTS is still, like, 70% of HYBE's profit, right? That's why they're... Oh, is it really that much? Well, still. Oh, it's, it's, like, a huge number, right? Like, Yeah. Um, it's really so, lopsided, yeah. Right? And that's and that's why they've been acquiring so many other um, industries and um, companies so that they can insulate themselves, right? And so it's it's really a question of money, um. And people have short memories, like 22 months to me is nothing because that's what, one 22nd of my life, (laughs) Mm -hmm. right? But like for maybe the, like the maybe teen market, that's a huge part of their life. That's like one eighth of their life or something like that, right? Like (laughs) So um, personally, I think a lot of fans are actually going to drop out of uh, the BTS fandom and I, controversial opinion, cannot wait (laughs) yeah like please please go go toxic up another fandom um (laughs) and like get let me get the tickets easier right like so it it, but you know it's people have really short attention spans like if you think about like if you think about who they think is the core market Mm -hmm. like how much did your preferences and things change when you were like an adolescent or young adult, right? Like two years is a long yeah. time. Uh, so if they, if they did that, they, there's, you know, that's a lot of money you're like leaving on the table versus if people rotate in and out, um, like you but can is, extend that. But isn't that you, really the case? of mind, right? Yeah.
2: But isn't that really only the case because they're making them all go during this, like basically two year window. Whereas, like, because I'm thinking right now, and I'll talk about this later during my hot issue, but like EXO, mm-hmm. you know, we've had obviously member change, like a change up in the, a change in the member lineup over the years. And uh, other older groups also have released albums without the full, with all without all of the members. And that's kind of one way to keep the fandom going, you know? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think it's just, it's kind of like BTS. I feel like HYBE cornered them into such a distinct, position where it's like seven it's like all or nothing you know
3: well they originally were going to um serve like right after ptv right and um in april that's when jen was originally going to go um and i think they some of them were planning to but because of like um all these different opportunities or whatever they were going to go on hiatus in 2020 right and then the pandemic hit so i think they probably had a lot of original plans that got derailed because of the pandemic. And then because of like dynamite and um, butter, life goes on and whatever the, all the number one hits or whatever, then they became a momentum thing, right? Like you have to capitalize on this momentum. Otherwise Mm -hmm. you're, you're fumbling the bag. So I don't think it started off that way.
1: (laughs) So this is technically good. like plan B that we're seeing and put in place right now. Not Probably necessarily like plan F, right? Oh.
0: <laughs> yeah, that keeps adjusting as the conditions change. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Yeah, I, I agree with uh, the, the sort of like metaphysical point you're making, Virginia, that like um, metaphysical, I don't know if that's the right word for this, but like, you know, like uh, the, that the market desires uh you know whatever's top of mind and it's fickle and it has a short attention span uh for the music industry and especially for this pop you know focused genre you have to keep manufacturing relevance okay um teresa what, what's your what's, what is your hot issue
2: yeah so my hot issue for this week is exo's baekhyun um confirming that he launched his own company and essentially he there were some room. OK, so for context, I'm not going to go into all of it. Um, I know that we, uh, you guys already did a whole episodes. other episode. <laughs> so if people don't know what's going on uh, in the last what's been going on in the last few months, um, you know, Baekhyun Chen and exO aka C D X had a whole sort of contract issue. So that's covered in a previous episode. The latest in the saga of all that, which we thought was over, was that this week, essentially, there were rumors that came out in Korea. um, Baekhyun, um his personal financials were looked into and leaked um, to the public. And essentially, he took out um, almost a $10 million loan for a house. Um, and then people looked into it. And they saw that the landlord for the property has a daughter who's on the board of this company. Um, sorry. What is the name of the company? I was just looking it up. Big Planet Made. Sorry. Mm-hmm. So when people looked into the details of the of the loan, I guess it looks like the landlord for that property has a daughter who's on the board of Big Planet Made, which is this is this is how it all ties together. Uh She is on that board, and that agency or that label is the one that SM accused earlier this year of trying to poach EXO CDX. So then the Korean public, netizens, got really up in arms and were saying like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, you know, we were all on the side of EXO, but was this all a manufactured controversy? Hmm. This really got everybody riled up, and then Beckyun took to his personal Instagram on August 8th. So just a few days ago prior to this recording. um, And he went on a very long like Instagram live and he wanted to clarify the rumors regarding everything that was going on online. And he basically, I don't know, like I'm a big Baekhyun stan. I love him as an artist. I love EXO, it's one of my alt groups. So take everything I'm saying obviously with a grain of salt, if you will, because I am just such a big fan but to me i've seen you know recordings and translations of the instagram live and Mm -hmm. it really like as a fan breaks my heart because you can see how distraught he is during the recording when he's talking about all of this because he one clarifies that um you know the whole controversy back with um exo cbx like he said that he was curious about the contract related matters because of, you know, Lee Suman's absence. He was curious about all of that, um, you know, and he wanted to personally he said, I got quote, I got the thought that I wanted to personally check myself to the fin- parentheses the financials mm-hmm. um, during the two years, because during the two years I was serving in the military, I worked hard on vocal lessons, gave a lot of opinions after my military service ended. You know on how we can release an album for our fans who waited two years i took personal time off to myself so what happened then like was like a bolt from the blue end quote so he you know was trying to clarify like hey i this was like a long time coming like me wanting to ask sm for clarification on like how much we're earning Mm -hmm. um and then regarding the rumors about his company um it's people got curious because the loan for the house was signed under one signature, which is the name of the company. And that's actually the name of the of the label that Beckyan started with Casper, who is yeah. the choreographer longtime choreographer of for EXO and yeah, hidden member of EXO. Basically. <laughs> so like all of the iconic dance moves that we associate with EXO can almost all or very many of them can be ch- attributed to casper so in mm-hmm. during the live he says hey um actually this isn't like like our goal with this label is to train the next generation of dancers you know um and uh he basically says like look i don't have like an inappropriate relationship with like the chairman of this other label like he basically said that he considers them family friends nothing's kind of shady here but I don't know. It's just, it's been weighing on my mind a lot.
4: Mm
3: -hmm. I mean, what's nuts to me is that, like, that they would be, I guess, uh, punished for looking into their own financials. Mm -hmm. Like, come on.
0: Yeah, very retaliatory. Like, how dare you try to explore some independence and autonomy?
3: Right. (laughs) Yeah. And from the public. That's what pisses me off.
2: I think the public reaction has been more so to the fact that he started his own company um and then the one other thing that i will say was that this all happened like literally this week and then um like a day later you know during the live um beckyon says hey also when i started this company like sm knew about it Um, Or at least he kind of says, not exactly in those words, but he basically says, like, SM kind of is, like, supportive of my personal projects, you know? And then literally the next day, SM releases a statement, you know, to, I think, like, I think it was, like, a Soombie article where they basically completely contradict that. So, like, the next day, SM says, quote, our company had never heard anything about this before, um, and we learned about it through the news. Our, although okay. we are flustered by the sudden, you know, parenthesis sudden news, we trust that Becky and will keep the promises he made during our mutual agreement. And I was like, so now it's 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 just Ugh. causing the, again more back and forth. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I don't know what you guys think about this, but I think it's there's already so much suspicion about SM and the unfair contracts that. Mm-hmm artists that k-pop idols have to you know deal with for years and years um but i think it's in this era where it's like being an international k-pop fan there's the language barrier there's the um secrecy surrounding these sorts of contracts like we're just so removed from all of these complex matters that it's at the end of the day i feel like it does come down to a like okay well who do you want to trust you know and it's like as a fan you're going to go with i don't know you're going to go with your idol group um mm-hmm. but then on the other hand it's like well was there something maybe wrong here you know like did he say to an sm executive like yeah i want to start my own business and they're like yeah eventually awesome great idea and he ran with it i don't know
1: like <laughs> <laughs> you know the way sm is right now that's probably how it went (laughs) probably (laughs) that's probably how it was
3: and listen forgiveness is a lot easier to beg for than permission
2: Mm. yeah and honestly from this whole ordeal this week from what i've been keeping up with um and what i gather Beckins contract is up in january and in this live he also said that he's you know people his fans asked him like why hasn't he released like a solo album and he basically said like y'all need to chill (laughs) like um I really want to focus on this company you know and like all the other exo stuff that we have going on but then in that you know updated statement from SM the following day, they also basically said like nah we're actually working on a solo album for um Becky and later this year so dude it's it's just like uh, let the man breathe like he finished his military service came back did a whole album and y'all didn't even like give him the proper you know treatment and then you're basically trying to squeeze out another album before his contract is up in January. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. It's very reactive, right? Yes. Like to, um, you know, what, what markets or fans are are saying, uh, like, I wonder what, what the company is supposed to do. Um, in in that instance, like, you know, the word of him saying like he's inside his own company like that, that probably had like, uh, Uh, pressures on investor relations side, like, oh, you know, you're going to lose. I also thought about that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So,
2: you know, there's, like, the fan in me who's, like, I support Beckian and whatever he wants, and, like, SM is, like, evil, and, you know, all of that stuff. And then there's, like, the business side of me that's, like, hmm, I would not put it past, you know, them where this was a situation where he literally, like Michaela said, mentioned it casually and they're like yeah sure why not i mean or there's nothing technically that like prohibits you from doing that and they were hoping to keep it hush hush for a few more months all right you know until he's out of his contract but then somebody leaked it or you know got out however it did and then the company has to try and save scramble and save to save face because they also probably don't want to give that idea to a bunch of their other artists Mm -hmm.
0: Well, my my theory there is that um I think it was probably just miscommunicated internally. Like, oh, I want to do this project. Um, like, maybe you know something like, oh, project, sure. And then mm-hmm. like you know what, what he really means is I'm going to start a new company. And in that case, someone would be like, hold the phone. Like, you know, you know, we need to evaluate this carefully. Yeah. Um, and that that's my my theory is that you know it's just probably miscommunicated communicated internally and i i would be willing to bet more on the (laughs) artist talent and i hate to say it you know just because like you know uh the way he may have sold it internally was was probably not the the business venture that um it was then interpreted and then reacted to by Mm -hmm, (sighs) markets
2: yeah it's been it's been a crazy few months as an as a as an XOL, um, yeah,
1: but it, in a way, I'm I'm almost excited by it, in the sense that when it came out that CBX was trying to leave SM, and then later we had this thing, this this thing came out of like actually they worked everything out. It's cool, we're all cool now. It, it really <laughs> felt like this was the you know they had l- almost lost. In the sense, like there was like it really just felt like SM was being this giant corporation sweeping everything under the rug. And we had no transparency of exactly like what made this specific conflict resolve, like what they gave them in return. Yeah. And so it's while it's heartbreaking to see again through the lives how the physical toll that this is taking on him, especially as somebody who is uh, sensitive to to, you know, public controversies with the past things that he's done specifically yeah. like it's it's still great to know that they're still fighting for what they want to do and their own mm-hmm. autonomy within their own artistry
2: yeah i agree i think one of the things also that has made Beckyun such a star in korea mm-hmm. and such a global k-pop star is the fan relationship that he has um so he's he's not afraid to jump on a live, you know? Yeah. And say, okay, give me your questions. What's on your mind? Let me answer them, you know, question one, question two, question three. And I think that it's gonna be interesting in the next few years, you know, now that we're seeing just how big of a shakeup there is at, you know, SM and all of these companies really, um, It's going to be interesting to see how idols navigate that sort of territory where it's like if you reach a certain stature as a K-pop idol um, and you have that kind of fan power behind you, like, I don't know, are we going to see, are we maybe then going to see in the future more artists start saying, hey, F this (laughs) and I'm going to do my (laughs) own thing and I have the fans behind me.
3: I mean, probably, but also... Just because you're a good artist doesn't mean you're good at running a company. <sighs> Speak
1: on it. Oh my god, that's a whole thing. Yeah, that, that's all. We'll we'll get into that a little bit later.
0: <laughs> I thought Rain's doing a great job.
1: <laughs> okay, Peter. Moving on. What is your hot <laughs> issue for this week? Uh,
0: I I just wanted to ask Teresa tap her expertise here. Um, we we often hear about uh, brand deals happening with like really high end brands and and uh, and idols. Um, I, I guess like case in point, like Dior signed recently with uh, TXT. Um, but I, I I don't know these ha- these things happen like what feels like every week. Why why do these high end brands target K pop idols when like most of the K pop fandom isn't that demographic of buyer
2: yeah um why well full disclaimer i am not in on these uh (laughs) individual brand meetings (laughs) so i can't i can't speak to you know dior's internal marketing strategy um discussions or anything like that um i can only speak to my experience um as a reporter and writer and working in newsrooms adjacent with other fashion editors um, and stylists and what have you. Um, my, and just people who work in brand partnerships and that kind of thing. My, t- my take on this whole thing is the world of celebrity um has really, really changed in the last few years. Um, and I don't think that's, you know, that's not a surprise to anybody um you know we've talked about like you know people talk about influencers and like nobodies who then amass millions of followers and then they become somebody and then they're able to get brand partnerships and then you still have Hollywood celebrities but that's like a shrinking market um or just you have a smaller roster when it comes to global luxury fashion houses the buying power for the that particular um mer- I don't want to say merchandise, that's not the right word. Sorry. The when you talk about the buying power, like the people who actually shop at Dior, who buy mm-hmm. Loewe, um, Prada, Valentino, and any type of luxury goods, the market for years has been expanding in Asia. Mm-hmm so that means that these houses these fashion houses are not as interested in um american or european uh celebrities anymore and influencers for a very very long time like kind of helped bridge that and to to, today to today they still do that to some extent but they also come with like their set of controversies. That's just a lot harder to handle. Like how many influencers have we seen that like skyrocket and then fall down just as quickly because they did something really, really dumb, you Mm. know? And my thing is, I think that all, honestly, when we think about K-pop, like they have labels that are carefully monitoring.
0: Maintaining, curating that image, yeah.
2: And making sure that they're not gonna do something or say something stupid. That would then potentially um, unravel any sort of brand partnership deal, because Dior doesn't want to sign on somebody that's going to be involved in a scandal, because then their name's going to be dragged through the mud, you know. Right. Um, so that's my take on it. Um, but yeah, I'm curious, like, what you guys
0: think? Well, I mean, is there a better ambassador? Um, or influencer for that target customer? I I guess like is, is this the question like that that would be, you know, hold more weight with that um with that buyer. I, I guess is my question. Or is it that it's not necessarily that uh, you know, uh NCT, BTS and hype and Stray Kids whatever uh are necessarily reaching the target buyer, but they just through um brand proximity just make it cooler
2: you know that's interesting so so i'll give like the example of like my nieces like they're you know one of them is a huge stay you know share her cheek her bias is um changbin um and uh and hyunjin and um i can't imagine i will say right now like i don't think she's gonna be like part she's gonna be buying anything from versace <laughs> <laughs> anytime soon you know right. um but i think that these brands right now i'm trying to give you a succinct answer to your point is it a matter of just sheer exposure and numbers i think to a large degree it is because i think that these brands haven't quite figured out another way to just get their
0: name out there point blank so, right now, well, I think that that's a different point. Like, that, that's a different one. But I, I okay. So, I, I just want to say, like, that that's not, that's viable. I, that's, that that wasn't what I was suggesting, but I, I, I can see that being like a major consideration. What, I, what I'm saying is, um, is it just to make it cooler or is, or is, is there a better, uh, influencer that's more, uh, Directly like holding that, that transactional buyer relationship with the end customer.
3: But I would say that like sorry, Teresa. No, please, somebody <laughs> I else chime in. <laughs> that any any celebrity ambassador, the majority of their fans are not So that's just a common thing. Right? Like I mean yeah. a fucking bag is like five thousand, ten thousand, fifteen thousand. That's stupid. <laughs>
0: And so, and and in those instances, is it to make it just cooler or is it to raise numbers or is it to...
3: But it's like free advertising, right? Like, do you know how many... Not free. It's not free. free. No, (laughs) it's not free, but in the sense of like, you're you're paying for these fans to watch your ads. Like, do you know how many times I have sat... I've watched entire Samsung infomercials because sugar was asking questions about some stupid phone mm-hmm. right like <laughs> i've i have watched that ck ad of jungkook shirtless just so i can <laughs> see him shirtless mm-hmm. like 20 times i haven't thought about ck since ck1 right like yeah. when i was in college you know like you are you are getting eyes on those views you're getting word of mouth you're getting people talking about you right like that's what you're paying for whether it's A K-pop or a celebrity or whatever, like you're counting on that fan base of people to be interested in to look at your stuff. And then whether they can afford it now or not, you know, it stays in your mind. And maybe one day if they were going to be spending that type of money in the future, they'll remember that. Right.
2: I wonder... uh Peter, are you? I, I feel like what you're kind of getting at is that maybe it seems like there's some misalignment in terms of the designers, like the fashion houses, and who they're signing on specifically. Is that well, what you're kind of getting at?
0: I like. Does uh, it is, but, does it
2: make sense to have t- NCT's Taeyong on Loewe?
0: Well, uh, I mean, I put it forward from a, a genuine question. Like it would seem that way, but there's mm. my my. It seems that way on the surface, but my assumption is that there there probably is a very strategic calculation happening under the under the hood, and I'm I'm just po- trying to poke at and understand. Well, what is that mm-hmm. uh, strategic move that's being made? Like, what is that uh, framework that they're using? Yeah, and I think you're were, you're were, you're were providing some clues to that end, Teresa. Like you're explaining, like, well, you know, it it sounds like they're actually at least in Asian markets uh, they do hold buying sway, um, over that, that, uh, that market and that customer segment.
2: And I think it is, you know, to the, the, some of these things are quantifiable and some of them are not, you know, the cool factor is not quantifiable. (laughs) Like whoever, whatever celebrity is cool today and whatever celebrity is cool, you know, five years from now is going to be different. Um, and brands in terms of just sheer, name recognition um like that that isn't that is an end goal even if they can't maybe quantify it necessarily um so prada enlisting you know and Hyphen to me seems a little bit misaligned like it doesn't like i i just think that their fan base is way too young you know mm-hmm. um and i don't really see how I'll give you another example. So, uh, Ralph Lauren signed um, Kim Ubin uh, as a brand ambassador. I saw that and I was like, oh, that makes sense. That man yes. can wear a suit. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, he just, like, it just makes sense, you know? Mm-hmm. And ideally, you want a brand partnership and a brand ambassador like that. For Prada and Hypen, as much as I love Prada and as much as I love in Hypen, it didn't really make a lot of sense in my head, but there is like the trickle down effect eventually, which again is a little bit harder to quantify. But it's like maybe my um, teenage, you know, niece isn't gonna buy Prada ready to wear, but she will buy a Prada bag, and
0: or maybe when she gets older, or, yeah, when know. she
2: when she gets a little bit older, um, or that's the thing that she'll want to save to, you know, save toward. Um, and that literally just comes down to name recognition and what is he deemed cool.
3: Mm-hmm. And also, doesn't that presume that, like, there aren't rich children? Like, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, of course. I'm sure Chebel's kids, like, yeah. K-pop, you know <laughs> what I mean? Or, like, the really super rich, like, Chinese conglomerate kid or whatever, you know? Like,
2: and I'm not going to lie, on another little like f- this is just a thing that i'm like you know as a fan these people are just ridiculously good looking
1: yeah i'm like, gonna say you like, i don't know anything people about fashion that look
2: good in yeah your but clothes. pretty people
1: looking pretty holding K-pop pretty things great. <laughs> yeah
2: they're beautiful that like, makes sense like, their even skincare, if i don't know who they are the regimen they're ready to talk about it or at least they have some great estheticians with the label who'll take care of their skin you know mm-hmm. and i'm sorry Some other American, you know, celebrity here, you know, might not have that.
3: Yeah. I've also heard, though, that um, the reason why they do want, like, K-pop stars or Korean stars or Asian stars in general is because, especially men, is because um, if they have non-Asian men, usually they don't wear as many accessories and they don't have bags. They don't use bags Mm. or purses, but if you use an Asian pop star, then they do use these things. So you get more mileage out of their representation.
0: Mm. Mm. More, more more, accessories, more, more upsells. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the K-pop industry as a business, you know, is designed to have pretty looking people so that you can have uh, brand deals. So I, I could see this, you know. You've got a qualified um, ambassador segment there, and pull to draw from. Yeah, yeah, because what well, you know, it, for a lot of these groups, it's not about uh, selling music as it is just capitalizing on influence, monetizing influence.
4: Blackpink. <laughs> <laughs> also- they had
0: nine songs for a number of years. <laughs> Nine, nine Virginia, which is more than five. <laughs> so,
1: yeah, in a sense, New Jeans has kind of taken that, that mantle. It's like the new generation of like girls that have a few songs, but all the brands. Yeah. Take that Coke money,
0: not the drug, the soda. <laughs> <laughs> but New Jeans, they, they're coming out with a lot of songs, more than Black Pink.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay uh mikhail what's your hot issue
1: yeah quickly wrapping up this segment uh i just want to give a shout out to light sticks guys because <laughs> <I, laughs> one of the things that i love about k-pop phantoms is is our sticks. even though they're inc- incredibly expensive only useful for one thing unless you're really creative like they make a show like t- like ten times more enjoyable as like an oh, audience yeah. member, mm. yeah. and I'm mm-hmm. just saying this because I recently went to a big time Rush concert <laughs> in my <laughs> in Fresno, and I I saw I don't know it was just there's something missing from pop boy band performances when you don't have light sticks or any kind of like light thing in the crowd. Aww. So light sticks are great,
3: guys. They are.
0: Yeah, they're what I really appreciate about just K-pop as fandom. Like I I'm trying to encourage. Um, people who go to these like K-pop DJ nights, like bring your light stick, you know. Mm. And I, I definitely see a few people bringing their light sticks to those. Not like not everyone. I don't think it's caught on like a, you would for a concert. But um, I don't know. I'm just trying to encourage people to do it more, just because like it is more fun. It makes it more interactive.
1: I saw I saw like a a, a twice and a army bomb at the the Bts Rush concert. <laughs> did you there's a few there was a few lights in the crowd but
0: awesome mm-hmm. oh that's hilarious you
2: know I actually was thinking about light sticks specifically in relation to Kcon because mm-hmm. I was looking at the lineup and just the lineup itself for Kcon la this year is really really interesting um and I'm really really excited for it but I remember literally just looking at it and then being like what light stick am I bringing for each night <laughs> <laughs> well i don't want to be carrying a whole bunch of stuff uh but i was like okay wait so day one is it gonna be okay wait is it gonna be wavy no <gasps> okay shiny no wait do i i don't want to carry both and i literally was having this internal monologue in my head <laughs> so light sticks are great but sometimes they can uh pose conundrums <laughs> mm-hmm the multi
3: fandom struggles. Oh, yes. it's too bad like they're not interchangeable parts where you could like unscrew the top <laughs> or something. Oh, they should do that.
0: They, right? they should, especially if they're under the, like the same label. Like mm-hmm. ways to bring it together like like uh, you know how in Power Rangers you could like have like okay someone's the legs and someone's the arms what? And you like <laughs> pull it, it together and then you had like the Megazord right or whatever it's called like, like I don't have to have, they had have to have like a K-pop equivalent of that like oh well if you buy this light stick over here <laughs> you know these light sticks over here and then you can connect them together then you can have like mm-hmm. ultimate light stick which you know blinds everyone yeah. around you or something I, I don't know that-
3: That makes sense, functionally. Right? (laughs) And environmentally. Yeah. I
0: like um, the How am I going to fit
3: together this
1: radish and this uh, demon cane? Like, how is that going to work?
0: Yeah.
2: Really quickly, what is everybody's favorite light stick design? I I heard if
0: you um, sing sing Dreamcatcher lyrics backwards and you wave the wand... Uh, in a circular motion, it starts opening uh, an, an interdimensional portal to hell. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think that that one's my favorite. Right. No, no, no. i I'm a serious. One. I think the, the the Twice Lightstick design and aesthetic is is really good.
2: Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one's really good.
0: I don't know. They can get pretty creative, and uh, the same group can reimagine their same lightstick over time. I, I was just gonna say. Uh, shout out to uh Holo, the uh, local K-pop store in the Bay Area. Um they they do this thing where they post like, you know, most uh sold merchandise, so you can kind of see like, you know, what's trending and what's hot. And it's something I monitor as a DJ sometimes to see like, okay, what what are like what are popular songs in my area? Mm-hmm. Um and often you, you can see that uh light sticks are usually at the top of the list and it's usually like a Twice light stick or something that uh are like most popular sellers. Nice. Like look like when you look at the spectrum of like K pop associated merchandise, like lightsticks are like at the top of the list. Because I don't know, you're willing to spend a bit more, I guess, right. as a fan for like those.
1: Upwards of sixty five to seventy dollars.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But
1: anyway, that's that's, a, that's my holy thing. Lightsticks are great.
0: <laughs> okay. Yes, they are. Time to get into lightning round. So Daybok or not, this world will we'll say a thing. <clears throat> and then we'll each go around saying whether we're Daybok or not on that item. However we want to interpret that that news item. Um, so this what, Mikaela, do you want to kick us off on the first one? Or, yeah,
1: yeah, so for our first debac or Not lightning round kind of lightning round section is BTS V, guys, has debuted or is making his debut as a solo artist. And he's dropped two new music videos before as a pre-release to his debut album, Layover. So let's start with the first one. Are we Daebak or Not on V's Love Me Again? No. <laughs> do you want to uh, go into that, Virginia? <laughs>
3: No. <laughs>
1: Got it. <laughs> T- Teresa? <are> you-
2: <sighs> Can you skip me? <laughs> okay, we'll <laughs> Decline come back, the Peter. Comment. <laughs> Decline to comment. Um, no comment. Uh
0: I, I haven't really listened to these. Um I'm just like skimming through it right now. Uh it's terrible. They 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 seem fairly forgettable un- unfortunately mm-hmm. uh, is my first pass on them they're not uh 7 you know 7 is like number 1 right now like most requested <laughs> like song right uh, as a dj mm-hmm. but you know that's a song that you'll dance to right and it's also like really provocative and just fun um
3: like if you're going to be mediocre it should be fun and catchy Sorry, I said
1: that quiet part out loud <laughs> no i I think i i'll I'll be out here. I'll say it's a not for me as well like i it's it's not to be honest it's what I've expected from him like <laughs> he's our he's our old man jazzy dude like i wasn't I wasn't expecting him to come out with like the summer the song of the summer to be honest, so it's good for what like I've expected of him, but a not as far as like the first thing of his solo release,
0: yeah, I think we're reaching that point now. Where maybe some of the popularity has waned a little bit in like the the rabid fervor of like whatever it is, I'll eat it, I'll buy it up, mm-hmm. um, because like this this at least as I hear it, on a very superficial listen now, it seems like low effort, IMV. So therefore, like I'm here, you're gonna buy it, right, guys? And it's like, well. <laughs> I'm not gonna put out for this, you know. Unlike other animators who've put out some really, you know, I don't know, catchy stuff. Like if if I'm gonna get like jazzy, I want real jazz, not lo-fi derivative. Yeah.
1: Okay. So you're you're a not Peter?
0: Oh yeah, not. So three knots okay. and, then and then one Teresa, no comment. Are you still
1: declined to comment. No comment.
0: <laughs> I, I'm not gonna put her in, under the bus of that fandom. So
1: got it. Okay. okay. Um, Mo- so moving on, are we debuck or not on rainy days? Just to wrap up this V
0: segment. Oh no, no, not still not so, Peter. I thought we were not on on both of these, but whatever. Yeah. Oh,
3: both of them. Okay. The video I'm I is Debak, uh, yeah. but the uh, I mean, no.
0: <laughs> I like "Rainy uh, Days" more as a song, though. Yeah, oh, true. I'm, I'm yes. actually
1: Debak on this one. Like this song, mm-hmm. I yeah. added. I immediately added it to my sad, crying in my
3: pillow K-pop playlist. <laughs> but there's so many better. <laughs>
0: in <my pillow>. okay <laughs> let, let, let's move along guys let, let, let's, let's keep moving here um mm-hmm. all right next item apologize to Lisa you guys know this one
1: yeah it's going off on Twitter
0: Sorry. uh okay do you do, should I explain it or are we good could you quickly
1: explain it please
0: uh okay so so basically uh Lisa put out this glorious photo where we can see her forehead um, where you know, she, no, I'm just, sorry, that's a meta joke. Um, so uh, anyway, there, there's Lisa's enjoying herself in Greece, and you know, people have speculated that maybe she's dating someone. Anyway, anyway, that 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 aside, uh, a new jeans fan account on the popular, formerly popular platform known as X, um. <laughs> uh a fan account said uh she looks terrible, poop poop emoji, poop emoji, poop emoji vomit emoji vomit emoji vomit emoji, vomit emoji middle finger middle finger or middle finger emoji vomit uh, emoji, middle finger emoji, you get the idea right yeah so just- um anyway they they said that, and uh it's it was the catalyst for a new fan war um and so you know uh blinks and uh what are New Gene fans called? Um, bunnies, bunnies, I guess. I, I don't bunnies. know. Anyway, I, I think a lot of people were saying like, "What the hell?" Like, you know, delete your account. Um, and they did, but it. Oh yeah, they they actually did delete their account. Um, the fandom did delete its account. Um the, their first response was, "Oh, someone hacked our account." To <laughs> to say that, <laughs> which doesn't seem viable to me because if you hack an account is that really what you're gonna post when you're hacking someone's account I know it's anyway. like somebody
2: from yeah so it's very uh, sounds very seems very intentional
0: yeah so uh, it became like a, a trending news cycle for a little bit um, uh, across like national news uh, broadcast publication or broadcasters for a while seriously yeah. Yeah, people are talking about it. Like why 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 is apologize to Lisa trending and oh. report to start talking about it? Yeah.
3: You know. So what what is this debac or not part that we're
0: so so you can say you're debak or not on this thing, however you want to interpret it?
3: Uh, well I'm not, I guess.
2: <laughs> so I'm not debak on people, you know, hating on yeah. Lisa? And I'm very tabak on Lisa living her best life. Like, let the girl live. Like, if she wants to be, you know, uh, living her best life in Europe, <laughs> whatever the rumors may be surrounding her being in Europe, like, I feel like she's already just been through so much. Like, I'm here for all the photos of her looking really, really happy because I want that for her. Yeah, like,
3: I, I don't... <sighs> anyway.
1: You know what? I'm going to change it. I'm Daybuck on this. Now I know who to block. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm happy you're saying the quiet part out loud. Now I know I don't need you in my feed. Thank you.
0: Well, they're, they're, they're not on the internet anymore anyway. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think the, the hate was insurmountable. Anyway, uh, next mm-hmm. item. Robbie. Yeah, so, yeah, go ahead.
1: Yeah, moving on. So uh, this is kind of a little bit update from our last episode from last week where we talked about DP uh, in, in the, the latest episode of the K-Drama cast. So you guys should go check it out. Um, but we talked a bit about Ravi and Nafla specifically because they had been charged for, um, they were about to be charged for evading military service. And so we finally got the the Southern, what is it? The Southern District Court criminal division seven sentenced Ravi to two years of probation and Nafla to one year of prison. Um, but Ravi is able to serve that first year as probation, as long as you know he doesn't do any more crimes. <laughs> uh, so it's just a bit of an update to to this continued saga of of again military service and what happens to people who are you know trying to avoid it because it's it's illegal and you're seen as a lesser person because you don't want to go serve in the military.
0: Okay, um, I, I guess I'm 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 Daybok for justice being served
3: okay I can I can I can fuck with that yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah I'll I'll say the
1: same all right I I already went into this on the DP I'm a not on this like (laughs) but mostly just for the fact that I don't think this should be illegal in the first place
2: Mm. Mm. I yeah I think I think if it was like an American thing I I'd have I'd say not tabak but being here, I feel like a certain type of way about trying to judge whatever the cultural norm is. True
1: in true. South Korea, yeah. yeah. We 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 go all, we go all into it in our, our DP episode,
0: guys. So go check that out. All right, I yeah. guess daybook or not on Red Velvet's ninth anniversary. Woo!
1: <laughs> 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 this is this is a selfish ad, guys. This is just for me. Obviously, this is a Daybok. This is a, a, the best thing to have to me this year. Our girls nine years in the game, still going strong, healthy, beautiful. Love it. Yay. They do look so good. Like all of them.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm Daybok for them, keeping it going. 100 percent Day for sure. Yes. Love it. I still get requests for their like slow ballady stuff at DJ gigs. I'm like, what? Are you reading the room right now? Like I'm like <laughs> I'm like playing like, you know, uh, David cha like August D or like you know, Straight Kids God's Menu, and then someone would be like, Hey, can you play like Queendom from Red Velvet? I'm like, Really?
1: <laughs> hey, you know, if you, there's you one need thing that about, velvet in your life, Peter. <laughs>
2: I think that if there's one thing about Red Velvet, I feel like it's their fan base is just consistent, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Love it. Love all 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 of my rebel loves rejoiced in this nine years. For nine more. Okay. Moving on. Uh, So DKZ's Kyung Yoon is leaving the group. Um, This is notably after uh, there was controversy that came up with his family having ties to a specific cult called JMS. Uh, Very, very popular, notorious cult in Korea. There's a whole Netflix documentary about them. So are we, are we debak or not on this?
0: I, I'm Daybuck and him leaving I guess I, I mean cults are messed up but that's not well, his fault well, oh, I, I'm sorry I, I misread, I'm misreading this item I'm sorry no this is totally wrong I'm, I'm sorry I, yeah he I, left I the cult read, when he was
2: younger I, his I, family I, left I it.
0: read this in the opposite direction I'm sorry um, I don't know this is dark place all around uh, I guess it's not no yeah, not for me
2: yeah I'm Daybuck on him just honestly stepping away from all of this because mm-hmm. i remember following it the controversy i wasn't familiar with the group or him as an artist at all but when this controversy especially with the documentary came out um i was reading about it and it just like you could see like how draining it was and how much mm-hmm. of an impact yeah. it was having on him emotionally so if in whatever shape you know, he if in whatever way, shape, or form he is able to step back from all of that and just like l- close that chapter of his life, I'm for that. So, to back on that,
1: yeah, I I, I think I'm in the same place with you. I, I, I although it's 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 such a shame that this this had to happen to him, especially as DKZ are are in the come up. You know, it, it's it's sad to see him not be able to fill that part of his career, but. Again, hoping for him to have again a healthier future.
3: Yeah, I never know how to answer these things. I th- obviously whatever is better for him as a person mm-hmm. is the best, you know. So, okay, I, <laughs> I don't know.
0: Just <laughs> move on. Next item here. Yes. No more boy groups for you. <laughs> uh, Rain company shared that four members of Cipher. Will conclude their activities with the group, and the remaining three members will continue their individual activities.
1: We we started like a change.org position for Rain to stop making boy groups because <laughs> he just, he has a great track record of like I don't know I'm, I'm so conflicted by this to be honest like I want to say I want to say. Daybok because yes, get away from Rain as far as you can and go live your <laughs> lives and like have your <laughs> start your careers. I like
0: Rain as a performer, as an entertainer, not as a business leader.
1: Mm-hmm. But I'm also—I I don't know. I guess I, I am not on the sense that it's like Rain. Why do you keep doing this to <laughs> these boys, like giving them this opportunity and like crushing their dreams by failing them every time? You're not JYP. <laughs> You'll never be JYP. Okay, I'm done.
4: I love JYP.
0: I, I really like your, your call for like a, a petition to, to Rain, Michaela. Like, I feel like um if we want to be really mean about it, we need to do it in like a heartfelt way. Like, Rain, we know you need help. Like, you know, there, there's counseling. <laughs> like, like <laughs> I don't know.
1: Because like, what is it? It's what it is. He wants to be JYP. And like the thing that completes his like JYP-ness is creating a company <laughs> and having like oh idol God. groups.
0: Yeah, Jay Park is also trying to beat JYP.
3: Right? Oh.
0: Or Psy Opa, right? Psy, everyone's going well, to Psy, Psy
3: also has, you know, artist retention issues. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Psy
0: also a very good performer, um, but I don't know.
3: I mean, I don't think his, his artists are leaving out of bad blood, they just don't like they're they're still friends. They just I think they just don't like the style, right? Yeah. It sounds like
0: from what I've heard from like interviews and Jesse talking about it, it sounds like Cy works his people pretty hard.
4: hmm
0: Anyway, so Rain, uh Cypher, what what are we saying here? PDM Daybuck or not? Like I said, I'm Daybuck Get Daybuck. away. Oh. Daybuck, Yo, okay.
3: Be
1: free. Okay. <laughs>
3: I defer to the wisdom of the crowd.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm with Michaela on this one.
0: Day-bye. Yeah, I guess I, I, that's daybreak a good way to look at it. I guess yeah, break free, and everyone else take note. Like, stay clear of rain.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, th- there's three members that are still there. I, 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 assumedly they plan to like, I guess maybe reorganize and, and maybe re as like the new version of Cypher. I just, I wish them the best.
3: Okay. I just wish for better spelling. Oh. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Are they a K-pop group, uh, Virginia? Like, unless there's a, you know, provocative spelling <laughs> I of, guess not. of, of <laughs> names and sounds.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of, our next fucker <laughs> not, uh, new boy group from jellyfish entertainment uh changes their name they are currently named even uh changed from the 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 original debut name of blitz uh this is going to be a seven member (laughs) boy group uh even stands for i believe what was it evening newest atolls uh, so are we are we debak or not on this name change
0: from? Blit? I had no oh, idea that's going oh, well, No, no, I like the original name. Uh, the original name was was exciting. Blit. <laughs> blit? <laughs> I like blit. How do you pronounce
1: this The new name? Even. 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 Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's missing a few uh, vowels there.
1: What? Yeah, it's spelled E V N N
2: E. I think they're both terrible. Um, honestly, <laughs> I'm like You're gonna not like te- knock Blit.
0: No, Blit but but it's awesome.
2: No. They're <laughs> stop. <laughs> I'm not te- at on just these companies giving the most terrible of names to all of these groups, especially when they're, you know, I I feel like we've just had a slew of really bad names. Um, And we last like two years and I hate, like, I don't know, use chat GPT's help to help you come up with some new names or something. I don't know.
0: (laughs) No, but you see, we've gotten so saturated now. we're getting into the echo chamber for these large language models that they're like, oh, if you were to go to chat GPT right now and ask for a K-pop name, it would give you something like this. Because all the other K-pop names are, are like this.
2: Okay, so I'm Tabak on like ask the fans to like. I feel like fans are really good at naming stuff. And I feel like the agencies should give some more opportunity for the fans to like, if you're already voting on who's going to be in the group, like vote on the group name. Mm-hmm. And
1: that's, that's what they did originally. They did that with VIX. That's how we get values, visuals in Excelsius. <laughs> 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 Just like
0: random accurate <laughs> or uh, adjectives. The fans like-
1: voted on that name, they picked it.
2: <laughs> I could live with Vix, even. Vicks is- I don't
0: know. Vix actually sounds good,
3: yeah, yeah. it's easy to say, also. But blat, blat, splat, blat. <laughs> blot, blot. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm debok
1: on even to be honest. Like, I just, I can't, I can't, I can't have anything that has blit on it. I just can't.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I could, I I could. uh, Blit is awesome. I don't know why you're From an English speaking perspective, no. No, thank you. No, from an English speaking perspective. I I think it's great.
3: (laughs) I feel like blit is at least more interesting than even. Yeah. I'm certainly, I'm certainly laughing a lot.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, hey, you know, it's something, it's something they can grow into, you know? They laughed at bulletproof Boy Scouts and look where they are now.
3: Right. Yes.
0: <sighs> I was trying to think about like some sort of like witty contrived joke around boys' planet discovering, finding <laughs> Blit. But uh, anyway, <laughs> so uh, okay, let, let's, let's move on here. So, like, they, they found it. <laughs> they made it. <laughs> Oh, my God. Done. Moving on. Next. Could that be
3: the header for the... <laughs> like, they found it. <laughs> oh, there's actual tears leaking out oh of
0: my eyes. <laughs> see, see, this is what I'm saying, guys. Blit is such a good name.
1: Okay, moving on. Moving on. No, no, no. Moving on. I am back Blit. <laughs> okay. Next next day book or not, uh, the Scout Jamboree in Korea closes with K-pop. After uh, basically, it was the fire festival of Scout
3: Jamborees. <laughs> My friends are there. Oh really? My friend so you... and her two kids are there, and I've already called dibs on her BTS photo cards.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, notably, this K-pop concert is kind of like the the Korean government tried to make the best out of the very 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 horrible situation that involved. Uh, uh, mo- like tens of thousands of people stranded in a heat wave being eaten in by bugs with no water and food uh, but hey K-pop to the rescue so they had this emergency concert in the, what was it, the Seoul uh, Olympic Stadium with a, a bunch of different artists and they, they even tried to get BTS to perform at it but obviously they're, they're currently on hiatus so that didn't happen
0: wow so, how, how did they get to that place just corruption or something or what
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, is that so? Are we, are we, I guess, are we, are we debunk or not on Korean soft power, guys? Uh,
3: not, I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah, K pop isn't going to save you when, like, you know, uh, like Russia is invading or something, like it, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I guess I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. Dead. Yeah, not okay fair trade commission so the
1: the ftc of of korea is investigating uh hybe sm entertainment uh, jyp entertainment yg entertainment over potential subcontracting law violations so basically abuse of power of these these five major companies in korea
2: i mean i'm tebok for them being investigated because according to this thing that you link to here Um, it looks like the company is also part of the violation is that they've been work operating using verbal contracts and just like the history that we already have with contracts already. Like, nah, like get that ish in writing and clarify stuff and get your ducks in a row.
0: Always. Yeah. Like even in good faith, you still want to get things in writing. Um, like not that you're trying to abuse the other person but like you know it just helps to uh, for your own sake like what what is it like even if you're just trying to recollect, like what are, what what were the terms what did we agree on yeah you know, and yeah. what flexibility do I have to change and then that way like you can be a lot more indifferent and like impartial to like what you want to do next on business matters
2: yeah so I'm Tabak for more fair labor practices
1: yeah Also, K-pop, because especially in K-pop, when we have, uh, you know, fan identity generally revolving around these companies and it's like, oh, it's YG family or we're in part of the SM town. Just a reminder that capitalism runs everything. And these are just corporations trying to do what they can for as little as they can.
3: But corporations
2: are people. (laughs) Are you the spokesperson for the Supreme Court? (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
3: Uh, that was sarcasm folks i i yeah i don't think that
0: (laughs) yeah i guess i'm day as well around uh uh yeah fair fair labor reform subcontracting change seo okay last item txt feeling like they didn't deserve to perform at Lollapalooza.
3: i, I guess that's not debak i don't want people to feel bad about being them, like successful like imposter syndrome is not a fun place to be and they sold out right like they did a really good job so well of course they sold out yeah so ergo they deserve to be headliners <laughs> yeah
0: right <laughs> yeah they're, they're pitting they're turning people out and that's really what matters yeah. Yeah. At the end of the yeah. Day.
1: They buck on this, not debuck on <laughs> on the, the imposter syndrome. Like I hope they they realize like how, how when how far they come and that they deserve to be what they where they are now. Which is uh, you know, yeah.
2: <laughs> um, not to buck on Yeonjun saying this and feeling really really insecure about their performance, um, mm-hmm. and definitely not to buck on the fact that it's where it's it seems like this is all wrapped up in the larger conversation of like K-pop at these music festivals and like does it quote-unquote belong there i feel like that's the subtext for all of this mm. and i'm super not tebok on all of that because i think it's bs mm. yeah.
0: yeah i i am like really pro seeing k-pop at these like mainstream festivals and stuff like I, it, it's weird like you know i'll see like advertisements for Espa and, and stuff at like you know uh, in, in spaces where i'm not used to seeing them but um it's hard to measure uh the commercial power, popularity of or influence of like one music genre versus another, but uh, you know, I, I if we're being really hand wavy about it, I think we could probably say like K pop has become something that everyone has heard or or at least knows about. Like, oh, you know, whenever I, I tell my coworkers, like, oh yeah, I'm really into like Korean idol pop, they're like, Oh, you mean K pop? It's like you know they've heard of it. Like mm. you know they they know what that that thing is.
2: I agree. So with why that. not?
0: You know, like why why shouldn't we have K-pop entering into these more mainstream playlists because they're already part of the popular discourse?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm go- I'm gonna I'm gonna pull away and say I'm actually not about this because now that I'm thinking about it, like this idea of them feeling like they don't deserve to be to be playing these these giant shows and, and selling out these concerts it like it feels like the negative effect of when a big hit and i guess Hive now was, was trying to humble them early on like especially like like you know keeping trying to to remake i guess the magic of bts by like make, like giving them they, almost the same thing like when they did their first tour they specifically booked smaller venues than what they could have sold because they you know it was their first tour like it i don't know i just i it makes me feel like that there's like some connection to that like they, well, i the, have a lot of thoughts on making them feel like that
2: maybe that's a conversation for another day specifically on txt and how many their ticket sales and the venues that the hype has put them on Mm -hmm. um what i will say is that um i wonder if there's also that um i wonder if yonjun is also making these comments from the perspective obviously as a younger korean k-pop idol who you know is obviously coming from a culture where you pay respect to groups that are an artist who are much, much older than you. And at the end of the day, Yeonjun is 22, 23. Um, And I'm sure for him to, you know, he looks at like headliner and he's like, oh, it has to be like somebody who's been in the game longer. Um, So I wonder if just to contextualize his comments, there's that perspective um, to consider.
0: Yeah, I, I think that that's definitely, I agree with you. Uh, so I'm sure that's a major part of it. Like just just that whole cultural norm, especially in Korea, of paying respect to your elders. You're the ones who paved the way uh, before you. <laughs> <laughs> um, even if commercially, you you may be the you know the hottest thing. Um, I I I almost feel like this is an element of uh, like PR training. Like oh, you've got to be humble this is them being like too humble mm. mm-hmm. but like you know the grand scheme of things that like, you can get in trouble for saying publicly like that this is you know not even an issue but but still they got yeah, us they, to talk they, about they, it they performed
1: like, at Lollapalooza <laughs> like yeah it's still they're still in a great position
0: yeah they, they yeah they, they performed at Lollapalooza they got some press coverage around it we're talking about it and we're talking mm-hmm. about it in a uh, nice place on on Txt's behalf Right mm-hmm. so so for that I guess it, it it did its PR job. Okay. Well, that's it for this long episode of the k popcast Thanks for joining us, Teresa and Virginia. Where can people follow you online? Or what 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 uh book are you trying to sell or like <laughs> what movie are you starring in or um you know what tour are you going on or what what new business venture did you start? Like what 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 thing do you want to advertise?
3: Go ahead, Teresa.
2: Well, thanks for having me on the show. It was a lot of fun um, recording this. And um, yeah, you guys can keep up with me. Um, I manage, uh, you can keep up with me on Instagram at IKPTPod. Um, That's the Instagram handle for the It's a K-pop Thing podcast. Again, that's IKPTPod. Pod. Um, I manage our socials there. And um, yeah, you can catch me there uh, asking random stuff about K-pop
0: your social media game is like really top-notch on uh it's a k-pop thing oh thank you you. you really go all out we we could never
2: (laughs) (laughs) you know what it's because like i am not a graphic designer at all but it's what i have a lot of fun like playing around on canva so it's like I, i i enjoy it i'm not like the best at it and I'm not very fast at it, but it's a fun thing t- for me to do and to kind of figure out like, does this work? Does it not
0: work? You yeah. Know? Well, it's better than the me sometimes where it's like graphic design is my passion and comic sans, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> Microsoft clip art. Yeah. So.
2: You're reminding me I have to create some more social assets for our latest episode. Um, so this is, I guess i my plug, but in our latest episode, Alexis and I, um, Give a bunch of song recommendations um, on the best K-pop and Western song collabs. Um, It's not an exhaustive list, but we took some inspiration from TXT um, and their collaboration with the Jonas Brothers. So if you're interested in that, you can check it out on the It's a K-pop Thing podcast.
0: Jonas Brothers, didn't they like open for like Wonder Girls?
2: Wonder Girls opened, I think, for them on their tour, which Alexis uh, clarified on the episode.
3: Yeah, Yeah, I was kidding. But yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Virginia, what's your thing? uh i'm virginia thanks again for having me and you can follow me on pretty much all the socials at the mandarin mama and uh my latest production is six months old and (laughs) she's learning how to crawl
0: (laughs) yeah when when my two kids were born i I wrote a press release for each of them in the style of like a k-pop debut so that that was those are my productions (laughs) Yeah, my wife's like, you didn't contribute he anything to this. recently debuted in like,
1: kindergarten, right?
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Breaking into to kindergarten. Yep. Yeah. Baby CXL. Yeah. So, okay, that's it. You can follow all of us. Oh, PDM, where, where can people follow you?
1: Oh, I'm, I guess I'm at pop on X, and you can tweet all of us at the K-pop cast on all the things.
0: Yeah, or Instagram at, at the K-pop cast. I am, I'm on the grams now at DJ Peter Lowe. Yeah. Um, I'm not really trying to be on X (laughs) anymore. Okay. Good. All right, bye, everybody. Bye, guys.